You are listening to LDS and Loving Life, episode number 51. Jordana's probably not very unique money mindset adventure that might help you. Are you a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and sometimes feel overburdened, discouraged, and generally not as happy as you'd like to be? If so, welcome. I'm Jordana Thiessen. I am a lifelong member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a certified life coach. I am here to help you use the gospel in the way that I believe it is meant to be used, to bring you joy. Let go of limiting beliefs that bring you down and welcome empowering beliefs that lift you up. I'm so excited you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today, and thanks for tuning in. I am actually really excited about this podcast. I think it's going to be really good. I enjoyed writing it out, and I really think that someone will benefit from it. So thanks for tuning in to my probably not very unique money mindset adventure that might help you. So of course, today I want to talk about money. And money has been a subject that has been quite challenging for me for most of my life. Today, I'll share with you some reasons why money has been a challenge for me, as well as what I have learned and am learning and am experiencing that is helping me to grow and expand in my comfort around the subject of money. I am by no means anywhere close to an expert on money and how to make lots of money, which is good because that isn't really what I'm trying to get across today. It has been a struggle for me, um, just like everything with money, (laughs) and my hope is to help bring some more awareness and understanding to you if you struggle with your beliefs and ideas around money. I am pretty confident in my ability to do this. Because I get it. I get why it can be so hard and uncomfortable. And for me, I like to think of it as being kind of like math. I have always struggled with math, but when I was working as an educational assistant in a high school with some math classes, or with a math math class, I could really help the students that I worked with understand how to do the problems because I knew what the actual problems were that they were getting hung up on. It would be something tiny that the teacher and those who just really easily grasped the subject would know how to do. Um, They would never even think of this thing as being a problem. But because I had experienced it, I knew, oh, hey, I bet you are not knowing how to do this tiny little step. And I would show that and explain that and be like, oh, okay, I get it. And so that's why I'm fairly confident that what I share today will not be unique to me. There's lots of people with lots of mindset things around money that aren't super helpful, Um, nor am I the first one with these insights, and that's okay. I really believe that it is still going to do some good, so I hope that you will enjoy it. If I were to sum up what I really believed about money for most of my life into one sentence, it would be, money is a necessary evil. I think there are many things that were taught to me that helped me create and hold on to this belief. Money is necessary. This was easy to see. You need money to buy food. You need money to buy clothes. You need money to buy gas. And as I got older, I learned more and more just how necessary money is for rent, 
mortgages, insurance, car payments, university, sports or music lessons, babysitting, going out to have fun, vacations, everything. I could also see that money was used to do a lot of good through charities and organizations focused on doing good throughout the world, including the church's humanitarian fund. Also tithing and other offerings, such as fast offerings, uh, go towards building churches and temples, printing scriptures, providing for those who need help. So, so many good things could be done because of donations of money. Put simply, I could see and hold on to the idea that money is necessary in order to survive and that lots of good could be done with money. And a lot of that good was done primarily with donated money. So I could see and get behind the idea of donating money to a good cause. But what about the evil part? Laugh if you will, but I think it is more likely that many of you will actually know exactly what I mean by this. I think growing up and hearing statements from church around money was really challenging for me because of the way that I interpreted them. And I think the way that probably many people interpreted them is that money is evil. I believe the quote I would often hear is, the love of money is the root of all evil. While the logical part of me can see what that means, that if money is your motivation for everything, starting and ending with getting money, then yeah, I can see how that would be the root of all evil. But what I internalized it as, and I want to make this clear, what I internalized it as, is that desiring money in any way is evil because money itself is a construct of evil. Okay? So I internalized it as that desiring money in any way is evil because money itself is a construct of evil. I know that sounds bizarre, but if I am being really truthful, there was that belief deep down inside of me. Money corrupts. Money makes you selfish and greedy. If you have lots of money, you will become just like Ebenezer Scrooge. Throughout my life, the way that I heard people talk about the wealthy was in a very negative way. The tone of voice, the words and opinions given about them came across as those who are rich think they are better than everyone else. They are selfish and greedy because they are not giving their money away. Essentially, someone could be too rich and so like being rich was bad. I know how this sounds. I really, really do. But these were really deeply rooted beliefs that I could only glimpse from time to time. I wasn't really aware of these beliefs, nor of how they were affecting me and how I lived my life. So when you put those two thoughts together, that money is necessary and it is evil, you can see how money is a necessary evil would come to be. You can't live without it, but you need to be wary of it because it is evil. This led to thoughts that affected my actions in way bigger ways than I thought or could have predicted. And it led to many other unhelpful thoughts about money. It is okay to talk about having more money and what you would do if you had more, but you know that it will never happen. The only money and budgeting solution ever is to spend less than you bring in and be content with what you were bringing in now. So essentially, uh, another one that goes along with that is you should only desire enough money to meet your needs. Like don't desire any more money than what you absolutely need. Only those who are in situations where it is necessary should be trying to increase their income such as those who are unemployed or suddenly need to be the breadwinner, such as after an accident, death, or divorce. I could go on and on the more I think about how my money beliefs affected me and my actions, especially my inactions. 
but I got to the point where I felt guilt and shame around money. I would take little to no involvement in my family's finances. I'm not a natural shopper, so I wasn't necessarily harming our budget by spending money on clothes, nails, getting my hair done, or eating out. But I also didn't ever know where we were at. And I was okay with that. I trusted it all to my husband, who had this magical ability to always make things work out. A side note is that many couples inadvertently get into a parent-child relationship with money. Full on, I took and embraced the role as child in our money relationship. A few years ago, I started to become more aware of my thoughts around money and how they were affecting me. But I believe that I have had exponentially more growth in my money mindset within the past several months to a year. How have I had this growth? Well, questions are one of the most powerful tools that we have. And I used questions to assist in my growth. And if you would like to see where you are at with your money beliefs, the following questions could really help you. They're good for anyone to ask. As you start to ask yourself questions about money, you will find really interesting beliefs, which will trigger other thoughts that will lead to more understanding. So some questions might be, what do I believe about money? What do I believe about me making money? Why would Heavenly Father not want me to make money? What are my fears about having more money? What do I believe about the amount of money I have now? What does my bank account mean? What does my debt load mean? With all of these questions and these types of questions, the best follow-up is always, why? So you answer the question, but then you just ask yourself, why do you believe that? I discovered that I feared becoming obsessed with my money if I ever became very wealthy, and that it would become more important to me. Why? because I believed that the wealthy focused on money more than anything else. That would mean that I loved my money more than anything else. And that is the root of all evil. So I would become evil. Crazy, hey? Absolutely. And absolutely what I believed, because I had so many deep down thoughts about money that were just not true. So what do you do when you have uncovered all of these beliefs like I had done? Well, the first thing that I I did... And it might be a little bit tricky. This is where it's really helpful. Like if you come for a coaching session where I can help you get to this part of, or to this place, I let go of the judgment that I had towards myself. I chose to accept that this was where I was at in my journey. There was nothing wrong with me. And I would be able to move forward in my journey. And this is so important because if you discover that you hold a belief about money, and it's crazy, like mine was, that like money itself is evil and that if you have more money, you will become an evil person. You might judge yourself and be like, okay, well, I know that's not true. Yeah, maybe you do intellectually, but rooted deep down in your heart, this is a thing that you're believing. And when you judge yourself for it or you belittle yourself for it, you can't grow from it. You're just stuck in that judgment. So letting go of that judgment is super important. So then what do we do after we've let go of the judgment? Questions are, again, my favorite tool. Only this time, you are going to ask questions that will invite thinking about it in a different way. Some of my favorites include, Why would Heavenly Father want to bless me with more money? What good would I be able to do with more money? What if my worth and worthiness weren't connected to my bank account or my debt load? 
How am I already rich? I absolutely love these questions. And you will probably think of questions tailored just for you. That's what's great about having the gift of the Holy Ghost is he will give to you in your mind the questions that you should ask yourself and you will have profound experiences that are spiritual around money. I love that. Now, if you want, you could skip the first questions, right? Like the the hard ones, (laughs) and it would probably still feel really good. But when you do those hard questions first, it actually opens up your heart so much more so that when you find answers to these next questions, they fill you up. They're not competing for space with those old beliefs that you've been holding on to. They fill you up. You feel love, peace, excitement, and joy. At least that's what I've experienced. And it was around money. And that is so mind-blowing for me. Some things that I have discovered are when I believe I don't have enough, I think about my money and I'm selfish with it, like Scrooge. I have so many desires to do so much good in the world. With more money, I can pay more tithing, donate more generously, help my children participate in enriching activities, help pay for school and missions, including multiple missions as a senior couple someday. That lights me up. That makes me so excited. Heavenly Father wants to bless all of us with everything, both here and in eternity. Of course, he is happy to help me achieve that. Okay, this is like these things that I'm sharing, I could hear before. And on a level, I could know that they were true, but they weren't deeply rooted inside of me as being something that I believed. And when they are something that you deeply believe, it feels so much different. At a time when many are going further into debt, we are already rich, not just with money, but including with money. We are paying off debt. That is rich to me. I have found that choosing to intentionally discover my beliefs around money, accepting that where I am at is okay, and that there's nothing wrong with me and loving myself where I am at, allows the space for growth. Choosing to ask questions that direct my mind to the positive brings positive. And it is a continual choice and pattern that I need to choose to, t- choose to make when I find myself slipping back into the negative, fearful, judgmental thoughts around money, which happens. I don't feel like freedom from, what's the, what am I trying to say? I still experience that. <laughs> That's still my default. And so when I find myself back in there, in those old patterns, I can lovingly redirect myself. And this past year, and right now, I have been financially blessed, and I am being financially blessed in ways that are greater than I ever have been before, especially within my marriage. I believe that these blessings, these financial blessings that have opened up and continue to open up for me could only come after the shift in my beliefs and attitudes. And I think the reason for that is because another way to talk about beliefs is thoughts. Okay, Thoughts and beliefs are interchangeable. And our beliefs, our thoughts, fuel our emotions, our feelings, or trigger them, create them. And then those feelings and emotions, they trigger our actions. And so when we deeply believe something, we feel a certain way, and then we act accordingly. 
And so in order to receive these financial blessings, I needed to be taking the actions that would invite them. And in order to take these actions in a sustainable way, I had to be feeling the emotions that for me include peace, right? Like around me choosing to go make money. And I'm able to feel peace because I now believe that Heavenly Father, of course, wants to bless me. And so it makes sense that obedience to laws brings blessings. And when you're really ready to live the law, you qualify for the blessing. So again, I am not an expert on money, but I have come a long way from where I was. And I am not nearly as far as some others are. Maybe you can't relate to my experience at all. Or perhaps you're saying, yes, how did you know this whole time? Get out of my head, Jordana. No, no, I'll stay right there. (laughs) Just kidding. I am really good at helping you discover your beliefs. I am an expert at holding you, your beliefs, and experiences in a loving way. I am a very strong believer that you can experience the growth and lasting change that you desire. Part of that is because I've been experiencing that. And so this is what I'm here. This is why I'm here for you. Go sign up for your coaching with me, and I will be so happy to help you on your journey of stepping into your limitless potential. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining me today. If you found this episode helpful or interesting in any way, I would love for you to share it with others. Rate it and leave a review. I offer one-on-one coaching for people just like you. If you want a coach who values and understands how important your faith is in dealing with your personal struggles, I would love to be your coach. You can sign up for a Try It Out session today at youarelimitless.ca. See you soon.